Hey everybody, Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. In fact, over 1 million homeowners took advantage of refinancing or buying a new home with Rocket Mortgage. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase again. And it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. With an official mortgage review from Rocket Mortgage, you'll see just how much money you could save by making a move right now. Don't look back over these next few weeks and wish that you had taken action. You could save hundreds on your mortgage payments or pay off your home loan earlier than planned. You could even take cash out of your home to pay off high-interest debt, complete home repairs, or bulk up on an emergency fund. When you want to secure a low rate, Rocket can. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T.com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining me today. I hope your Sunday is going well and that this is really setting you up for a good week. So if you heard last week's show... We talked a lot about being your own change agent, and that has so much to do with being your own best version, and not a version of someone else or who you think you should be, could be, would be, ought to be, but really, truly, who God has designed you to be, that no one can copy. Nobody can, I tell people, no one can do me as great as I can do me, and nobody can do me as poorly as I can do myself. So when we think about this idea of intervening on your own life, intervening as a change agent, holding yourself accountable for change, sometimes we need to look at whether or not we know the difference between an excuse and an explanation. I think explanations are very helpful. They're usually most helpful to people that you're trying to have intimacy with. If an explanation starts turning into an excuse, you're absolutely negating the very explanation you're attempting to give them. So when you think of an excuse versus an explanation, it's helpful to recognize 
if I'm trying to explain what I'm doing or if I'm excusing what I'm doing. Either my choices or whether it's my unwillingness to change, why I'm acting a certain way. And so we need to understand that there is a big difference between an excuse and an explanation. An explanation is really designed to give someone all the facts and lay out the cause for something. And an excuse is designed to push the fault for something on somebody else or or certainly away from oneself. So when you use explanations, you can use them frequently, but excuses you want to use sparingly. And if I'm giving someone an excuse, I'm very open about the fact that this is just simply an excuse. Not a good one, but I I have no better excuse than what I'm giving you. And I need to fix it. I need to apologize for it. I need to do whatever I need to do to get over myself. And that helps someone listen then to an explanation that I may want to give them. But if my explanation starts turning into an excuse, I'm going to lose the listener. And I'm going to lose credibility and respect. I'm going to lose what I'm wanting in terms of their faith in me, believing in me, having intimacy with me. So excuses are pretty deadly things in many ways to relationships and to you. Because what it does is it gives you a way to not take responsibility for something that might need to change. If I give myself an excuse, I'm giving myself tacit permission to do something I know is not right, something I know is not helpful to me and and even the people around me. So an excuse is quite tempting, I have to admit, but it really never works. It ends up tearing apart your own self-worth and self-esteem. You will then begin to not trust yourself. And we have talked about how important it is to be able to trust yourself. And trusting yourself does not mean that you always do the right thing. It means that you're honest with yourself, that you can be trustworthy with you to actually tell the truth. So this is important. When you think about this idea of excuses versus explanations, think about this. Excuses really deny responsibility. Excuses are a way to get out from underneath Either what you did, what you allowed to have happen, what you should have done, what you didn't do. It's a way to say, you know, I kind of know I did the wrong thing, but I don't want to get in trouble for it. I don't want anyone to be mad at me for it. I don't want there to be any consequences for it. So I'm going to start making all kinds of excuses as to why it happened. So let me give you an example. Anyone that knows me well knows that I have a hard time with time. I, can, I have a tendency to be 10 minutes late. <laughs> I mean, I think at my funeral, everyone's going to arrive 10 minutes late just in my honor. And I struggle with time. I really do. I also know that I have a lot of people in my life and a lot of clients that don't struggle with time. And they like being on time. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they see being on time as respect. So I can rationalize it all kinds of ways. I can say, I know I started the session 10 minutes late, but I'll give you an extra 10 minutes. I can rationalize. 
But I also know that that's gonna, that is going to really affect the integrity of my relationship with them. So if I'm late, I'm going to take responsibility for it. And I'm going to ask them what they need from me in order to make the session work for them. And sometimes it's just me taking responsibility for it and not making an excuse. There's tons of reasons why I might be late. But for the person that was on time, it's kind of irrelevant why I was late. So this is where you want to think about the difference between an excuse and an explanation is that an explanation allows for responsibility to be acknowledged, the situation to be explored and understood. So I might <clears throat> even say to, to a client, I have a great explanation if you would like it. And if they say, no, I'm okay, we'll just start. And I say, okay. But I don't give excuses. So I do everything I can to right that wrong without giving an excuse or minimizing that that's important to them. So I take responsibility, I acknowledge it, and if they want to have more, I don't know, filling in the blanks, if they want to understand more concisely why I was late, I'm more than happy to tell someone. So excuses come from feelings of defensiveness that oftentimes pop up when someone's feeling attacked. So I want you to really think about this because you end up demeaning and demoralizing yourself if you get into a defensive position and you start giving excuses. You're, you're kind of helping the person that's already angry with you to be even more angry or more disappointed. So when you're feeling defensive, like, let's say I showed up late to a session and it really wasn't my fault. I did everything I could to be on time and it didn't work. And the client is upset. And I get defensive. And so what would defensiveness look like? It might be like, you know, I'm here all the time for you. I give you extra time. Or can't I just be late once? Instead of what the healthy version is, is recognizing that I don't have to be a perfect person and that I can validate the fact that it's upsetting to them because if I were in their situation, I probably would feel the same way. I don't have to defend my worth and my value. And if they want an explanation, I'm very happy to give it to them. So I want you to practice this idea, especially in relationships of all levels. This is from intimate to personal, to, you know, the stranger on the street, to your boss, to your children, to your neighbor, whoever that may be, this is even to your spouse. I want you to practice this idea of if I feel defensive, I'm already in a one down position. I'm not helping myself. So I want to think about, am I allowed to give an explanation? Is there room for me to give an explanation? And sometimes it just helps to ask. But I want you to first start with an apology. So let's go back to this idea of me being late. I immediately apologize. I say, you know what? I know I'm late. I'm really sorry about that. Would you like to know why? Would it help you if you knew why? Usually, I don't think I've had anybody say yes, okay? But it helps them to know that if they would like a backstory, 
I can give it to them. That I'm not just late because, I don't know, I was napping or something. Or I was watching, you know, TV on my computer. You know, there is a real reason why I may be late. But that doesn't make it okay. This is why it's so important that explanations occur when someone wants to be understood. So if I'm wanting you to understand me, that's why I want to give you an explanation. If I'm wanting to repair our relationship, our intimacy, I want to give an explanation. If I'm wanting to undo hurt that may have occurred, then I will want to give an explanation. And so explanations go a long way. It helps us rebuild trust with people when I can understand why the hurt occurred. Without that person making an excuse for why the hurt occurred, talking me out of it, minimizing it, doing all those things that just increase how bad it hurt. So when we think about this, I want you to, I want you to really consider in your life, what are you more apt to do? Do you like to give excuses? Do you want to just get out of the stress of whatever the confrontation is? Do you really believe your own excuses? I really want you to think about this because this is a huge part of healthy relationship. When you get a handle on this, being able to say, you know, I want to give you an excuse, but I'm not going to do that. That's not healthy. If you'd like me to explain, I'm more than happy to explain. But more than anything, I want to apologize because you didn't deserve it. You deserved better from me, and I can do that next time. So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about the difference between excuses and explanations. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for listening to me today and making sure that you can find the show on, in, on your favorite podcast servers. If you can't, let me know, and you can email me through the website, and we'll make sure that the show gets posted. So thank you so much for joining me, and you know, I really messed up, and I had to have my producer let me start the segment over, and I wanted to give an excuse And I thought, that's exactly what I'm talking about in this show. And so I just said, you know what? I messed up. I just need to start over. And he was very conciliatory, and he started laughing. He said, no problem. And so I had a great example of having to do that, right as I'm talking talking to you about this in the show. So I want you to keep thinking about why you would be more prone to an excuse than having the courage, and it really takes courage, to give an explanation if warranted, if wanted, and having also the courage and the strength to not explain if anyone's, if the people aren't really interested in why you messed up or why you did what you did. So these are very grown-up things, and when you learn how to do this, you will appreciate yourself much more. You will feel much better about yourself. You'll feel much more confident about yourself. And you will like yourself better. And when you have all of that, you will more easily be liked and respected by others. So I want you to think about why would I jump to an excuse 
instead of an explanation? And am I okay if the person doesn't even want an explanation? Am I okay with just knowing they might be upset with me? They might have lost some respect for me, at least in the moment. It might be kind of uncomfortable for me because I want to explain or excuse. And how can I be comfortable with just moving forward? And maybe not getting that need met for myself, but being able to say I'm a grown-up, and if they don't want an explanation, if they're just going to be offended by me, I, I need to allow that to happen. I need to be grown-up enough to be able to deal with it. So when a person brings up a problem with someone, a boss, an employee, a friend, family member, whatever, how the concern is phrased can cause a positive or negative reaction. So see, if the first speaker carefully describes the situation without assigning blame, then it's more likely that the listener won't offer excuses. Now, that's all well and good, and I I work really hard at not putting people on the defense. But it's still their responsibility to not be defensive, because defensiveness never works. It's part of our sin nature, if you really want to know the truth. Jesus was not defensive. God is not ever defensive. Certainly, they will give their case. They will present it. But this is really important to recognize that this is about our ego. This is usually about immaturity. The more easily offended I am, the younger I am in emotional age. When I want to give an excuse, it's because I want to feel good about me. It doesn't mean I'm trying to help the relationship or help you feel better about what occurred. So it's a very selfish thing when we want to give excuses. Explanations, on the other hand, are really about restoring relationship. An explanation says, I I would love to explain to you what was going on with me. And if if you're not interested, I understand, but I would love to explain to you why I got defensive. And that wasn't because of you. You don't deserve that. But I know that I did, and I know I got defensive. And that helps always increase the integrity of the relationship. So explanations can clarify the problem, and the two can become a team working toward a common goal again. You'll you'll be amazed at how easily people fix when we're polite, when we're kind, when we're an adult, and when we own our part of it. Most humans really like to get along. And most humans really need to be seen and valued. And so I don't want you to feel like you have to be perfect. What I want you to think about is, it's okay to be human. And humans mess up. And so the more willing I am to give an explanation without trying to excuse away what I did, then I fully own what I did. And I say, you know, if you'd like to have some understanding of why I kind of lost it or why I didn't handle that well, I'd be more than happy to tell you the backstory. If not, I just want you to accept my apology and appreciate it if you do. And that's the adult version. So we want to think that when we're able to really talk about the incident calmly, without accusations, then there is less need for excuses. So if I'm offended, 
by something that someone did, and I would really like an explanation or an apology, then the way I interact with them directly affects how able they will be to give me an apology and an explanation. Now, it doesn't mean it works every time. But if I get offended by someone, I might take a breath and say, you know, I'm not sure you meant it that way. I don't like how that sounded. Could you rephrase that for me? Or is that really what you meant to say? I have a hard time with that. And see, if I have some control over myself, then I can do that kind of soft confrontation. And that gives them the opportunity to, to, to say to me, yeah, you're right, I don't like how I handle that either. Can I just start over? And what happens when we do that discourse between each other, we walk away both feeling better, both feeling stronger, and both feeling more confident. So even though it may have started in a negative, becomes a huge positive. So I like what, Lane, what Wayne Dyer says about excuses. And he has this wonderful book that is called Excuses Be Gone. And it's how to change lifelong self-defeating thinking habits. And I love this particular book because it really talks about this whole idea that we're exposing here, which is excuses versus explanations. And you know, habits, old habits die hard. And implying that it's next to impossible to change long-standing thought patterns is, you know, I understand why it may feel that way. But his book really gives you some, some hand-holding to really undo these entrenched beliefs and ways of thinking and acting. And they really can be eradicated. And it's very effective for eliminating habitual thoughts and, and, you know, you end up going to work, you know, and you work on the system that, that you created. And if you do it too many times, you end up supporting the very thing you're trying to undo when it comes to the way you think. And we've talked about the, the, the Bible verse that for as a man thinketh within, so he is. And how our brain works like a computer. And we have to be very careful to not be lazy in our thinking. Because our brains are fallen. Our body is fallen. And so there's a tendency to always go to the negative before we go to the positive. So we really need to take a handle on that and say, you know what? I have got to do the thinking, the intellectual and emotional activity and exercise to change away the, round, the way I interact with other people. So listen in the next segment as we talk more about this idea of excuses versus explanations. Well, welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. And you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and we are talking today about the difference between an excuse and an explanation. And you may not necessarily realize the power of these two behaviors, but they are huge when it comes to the way you relate with people. And they really have a tendency to determine the level of intimacy you might have with people. It, it determines how they view you. 
It determines how they feel when they walk away from you. If you are someone that is more defensive, if you are prone to giving excuses or blame shifting, what you'll find is that people will not want to talk about anything really very deep or that might have any type of controversy. So it will keep the the relationship and the dialogue at a very surface level. So when we think about this idea of knowing the difference between excuses and explanations, we know that excuses come from more defensiveness. So if you have a tendency to want to give excuses, I want you to ask yourself, why am I so defensive? Why do I feel like I need to justify who I am all the time? Why is it not okay for me to just be a mistake-making human? And I can just fix things. And, and why am I struggling so much with feeling like, oh, I got called out. Someone's looking down at me. I've got to, you know, make an excuse for why I did what I did, and it's really not my fault. I want you to really think about that because it's going to directly affect the quality and the intimacy of all your relationships. So I like this book by Wayne Dyer. It's called Excuses Be Gone. And we touched a little bit in the last segment. So I want you to think about this. One of the things that he does when he really works on this is he does this idea of excusing versus choosing. And I liked that. I thought, wow, that is really a great way to look at this. So instead of excusing something, I want to make a better choice next time. So the truth is that everything you think and say and do is truly a choice. And you don't need to think, speak, or act as if you've done your entire life. So don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. See, when you abandon making choices, you enter the vast world of excuses. Isn't that powerful? When you abandon making choices, you enter the world of excuses. And see, the choice can be as small as, wow, I'm glad you called me out on that. I shouldn't have done that. Or you know what? You're right. I shouldn't have said that. That's, wow, that's me living in the adult life. That's me making a choice to own whatever it is I just said or did so that I can rectify it if I'm allowed and I can move on. So even if the person doesn't receive it well and will not let me fix it, I can walk away from the interaction knowing I did a really good job and I can feel good about myself. Because here's the other thing that I want you to consider. If you struggle with lying... You, you definitely struggle with making excuses because excuses oftentimes lead to lies. And it has everything to do, I don't want you to beat yourself up for it, I want you to understand that if you're more prone to excuses and lying, it has more to do with you not feeling good about you and needing to protect you. And that is really important when you recognize, as a Christian... I don't need to to battle with value. And even if you're not a Christian, I tell clients frequently, we value humans in America, even if we don't like them. Even the way we execute prisoners, we do it as, as kindly as we possibly can because we value humans. So you need to work on that whole valuing of yourself 
So that when you find yourself in a situation where you want to lie and say, no, no, I didn't say that, or no, I didn't do that, that you can say, you know what? You're right. I did say that. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have. I don't know what got into me. I wasn't thinking, and I need to apologize. I should not have said what I said. Or, you're right. I did do that. I should not have done that. I wasn't thinking, and I need to do better. And I'm glad you brought it to my attention. See, when you do that, you immediately raise the bar in your own life. And you will cause those people that were calling you out on something to walk away having more respect for you instead of less respect. So I want you to understand that this has a lot to do with increasing happiness, success, and even health. Because you will have much less stress if you are taking ownership of the good, the bad, the ugly in your own life. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last segment as we talk more about the difference between excuses and explanations. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you for joining me today. And if you're tuning in just just right now, make sure that you go to the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And you can download the show right from the website and listen to it. You can also go to your favorite podcast server. We are on most of those. So we are talking today about the difference between excusing and explaining. And this kind of dovetails with the show we did last week when we were talking about being your own change agent, intervening on yourself, and, and being there for yourself to have courage to make some of these changes that is going to give you the life that you are really aspiring for and deserve. And so one of the things I want you to really implement as you're doing this is to say to yourself, I am no longer going to be someone that gives excuses. I'm going to give explanations if warranted, if allowed, if, if someone is wanting an, an explanation. But otherwise, I'm just simply going to take responsibility for what I did, what I said, how I acted, whatever choices I made. And if I don't like what I've done, that's one of the most beautiful things about time. I have time. I have the next day. And I can fix these things if, they, if people will let me. If not, I can forgive myself and know I need to forgive myself and do better next time. That's what's so beautiful about forgiveness. When you truly are forgiven and you, it causes you to truly change, that's how you honor forgiveness. Because forgiveness takes effort. And when I forgive someone, if I forgive an entire country, if I forgive a people group, if I forgive... I don't know, a colleague, if I forgive my neighbor, if I forgive my husband, if he forgives me, then that's a gesture of effort that causes, that, that needs to have me know how valuable I am if somebody is willing to forgive me. So one of the places to start is with you. And forgiving self is sometimes the hardest thing to do. But what you will find is if you are able to forgive yourself, you will be so much more forgiving of others. 
So let's think about this, about excuses versus explanations. If I have a hard time not giving an excuse, I may need to look at whether or not I'm a forgiving person. Because that has so much to do with defensiveness. If I'm not able to get over me, I'm going to be more defensive if you are calling out something I've done wrong or that you think I've done wrong. And I will want to make an excuse. I will want to defend it. Instead of being able to have the ego strength, the health, the self-worth, the self-esteem, to be able to say, I'm willing to listen to, to whatever criticism you have. It might be really helpful for me. And to be able to hear it, and then you as an adult can decide whether or not you buy into it, whether or not you say, you know, this is them having a different kind of issue with me. Or, this, or you can say maybe to yourself, wow, I'm so glad they told me. I really didn't know. Or, yes, I know I have that problem, and they called me out on it, and it reminds me I need to work on it. And this is part of human development. This is a part of you being the best version of you. So when we look at this idea of excuses and explanations, and I, I was telling you that the book by Wayne Dyer is really good, and it's called Excuses Be Gone. And he, ta- he kind of words it a little bit differently. And so he talks about this idea of excusing versus choosing. And so if you think about everything as a choice, you'll be less apt to be giving excuses. That you can say, you know what, I chose wrong. I chose poorly. And it's not worked out well. And I'm not happy with the way it worked out. And I need to apologize. Done. Which is very different than building an entire case on why you don't want to take responsibility for the fact that the choice wasn't a good one. So how about this? I like this idea. He says excuses versus affirmations. So he walks people through eight commonly used excuses, and he gives some affirmations for those to be counteracted. So the first one, the first excuse is it will be too difficult. It's too difficult. So one of the things that you can say to yourself to talk yourself out of it and into a different way of thinking is, wait, I have the ability to accomplish any task I set my mind to with ease and comfort. I can give myself that ability. I have the ability to accomplish any task. And let me explain this a little bit more deeply. If I don't feel that I have the ability to accomplish any task, the thing that makes me able to accomplish it is that I'm a grown adult and can ask for help. That's why this is so important. So how about this one? It will take a long time. It'll take too long. I want you to say to yourself, I have infinite patience when it comes to fulfilling my destiny. I like that saying that Wayne Dyer made up. I have infinite patience when it comes to fulfilling my destiny. Now, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know how much I am about being a grown-up. Well, this is what a grown-up thinks like. A grown-up says, I have infinite patience because you know what? They have a life. So they can do their life while they are waiting for this thing to occur. And what this saying is, is really giving us is that patience helps fulfill my destiny. 
then I can't have it done immediately. It's kind of like the difference between are you the person that uses an oven or a microwave? Well, we all know the difference between food cooked in an oven versus food cooked in a microwave. So I'm not saying a microwave is bad. I use one. But I don't want to trick myself into thinking that if I'm pursuing destiny, that it isn't going to take an infinite amount of patience while it is working itself out. So how about this? Have you ever told yourself, well, it's just too big? It's just too big. It's just too hard. So this is what I want you to say to yourself. I think only about what I can do now. So I'm going to make things as small as they need to be in order to be able to get it done. So I frequently say to clients when they have a really big thing that they have to do, and it just feels so overwhelming, I say to them, break it down into as many small pieces as you can, as small as they need to be. And that means if I hate my job and I need to get to that job because I need the money to pay my rent, then I say to them, then while you're, when you wake up, don't think about the whole entire day that you have to face. All I want you to do is get out of bed. Just get out of bed. And if the next thing you do is just go brush your teeth. At any point, you can stop. So when we break down really big issues for ourselves into smaller pieces, we're much better able to accomplish the task. It's kind of like, you know, how can't eat a cake, right, in one bite. You cut it up into slices, and then you eat bites, and pretty soon, if you're anything like me, the cake is gone. <laughs> because I love cake, because I love frosting. See, that's my thing. So, this is what I want you to think about. It's too big. Well, you think about what you can do now. You break it up into small pieces. And then how about this next one? I don't have the energy for it. I, I mean, I can, I can relate to that. This is a pretty exhausting world that we live in. And so sometimes I say, you know what, I just don't have the energy for that. It's a great idea or it's a great endeavor. I probably really should exercise, but I just don't have the energy. Then what I might want to say to myself is I'm going to choose to feel passionately about my life. And this passion fills me with excitement and energy. So what's the passion? Well, if it's that the exercise is like something I don't like to do, then I can say, you know, my passion is looking my best. My passion is being a healthy person so I don't have to, you know, miss a whole, days of, a whole bunch of days at work. My passion, what's my passion? That I take care of the body God has given me because I only get one. And you know, one of the biggest insights God gave me about our bodies is that this is the best life our body gets. Do you realize that? Our bodies don't go to heaven with us. This is the best life it ever gets, and look how we treat it. We treat our bodies terribly, as if they're living in hell before they even get there, right? So this is why it's important for you to say, you know, if I don't have the energy, I better start with compassion. Because compassion is such a great antidote for lack of energy. And so I'm not saying to have a pity party. I'm saying, why don't you tell yourself all the reasons why you may not have energy and say, wow, I can see why I don't have energy. I've been overworking. I haven't been sleeping well. 
I feel like I've been criticized a lot. Well, that would cause me to lose some energy. That makes sense. It's not an excuse. It's an explanation. And explanations go a long way. They're very, very helpful. But once they turn into an excuse, you now have undone everything you started doing for yourself. So how about this one? I'm too busy. Now, I've heard that so many times that I say to people, but you're not too busy to watch TV, <laughs> right? Or you're not too busy to go shopping. You're not too busy to overeat. So when we say, I'm just too busy, the healthier, more honest statement would be, I don't want to do it. I just don't want to. And see, once we speak the truth, we have a better handle on whether or not we can override it. So when I say, you know, I really should, I really should go for my walk. It's too hot outside. It's too hot. I'm too busy. I, you know, I've got too much stuff to do. I can't get it done in time for me to get to work. Instead, I might want to say to myself, you know, I can make room for this and I don't have to do it maybe completely. Maybe I just need to walk for 10 minutes. Maybe that's what I can get done today. So I need to also maybe say, maybe I need to unclutter my life. Maybe I can't get to these important things because I have so many other things that are in the way that really might not matter in the course of eternity. Might not matter that much. So maybe I need to free myself to answer the calling of my soul. Why is it that I am really here? And see, when you find yourself complaining a lot, making a lot of excuses, sometimes that's indicative of you losing sight of why you're here, why God placed you in this time, in this country, in this state, wherever you are, why would he have placed you there? And so many times we need to unclutter our internal world, and our external world. And help ourselves to say, you know, what really is a priority? And what can I live without? What's important? What can I, what can I give away? What can I let go of? And really focus on me having a life that is following up with God's calling for me that I am truly walking that out with God. And you know what? This is what you have to consider. God's the one that's, that established the calling, and he's the one that knows the calling. So this is not a lateral discovery process. This is a vertical discovery process that you may need to say to God, you need to give me a little help of why I'm here. What's the point? Why did you create me, God? What am I to be doing? that is going to feed my soul and cause me to love my life. Not everything about it, but to love my life. So I'm so glad you listened to me today and that you're taking this seriously about excuses versus explanations and that there is a reason for you to be here. And I want you to make sure that you pursue it and that you really hold God accountable for telling you why you are here. Have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, 
with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version.